When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 91 of Tales of Tamriel. I am your Templar extraordinaire host, Agelos, and with me, the Breton healer of amazingness, uh, he who wears a different hat every episode, Avi Optimal. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. I, I like the intro. Very fancy and very clean. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great, doing great as always. Now, we got a fun show planned because there was a good bit of news as well as a lot of gameplay. But before we get into that, we got to do some words from our sponsors, which is our friends over at uh, patreon.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. Um, thank you so much to all the awesome fans who are currently supporting us over there. And also to uh, Dave C, C, last name, uh, for his donation to the network earlier this week. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for helping us keep the lights on over here. Um, if anyone else wishes to help support the Dungeon Crawl Network, you can head over to uh, our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. You'll see links to uh, donation link and uh, our Patreon. Um, you can also help us by subscribing to us on our YouTube page, following us on uh, Twitter, sending out all of our stuff whatever you want to do however you feel like you can help us even by listening all of that helps thank you so much all right avi eso news tons of it let's tons do it tons patch 2.2.7 came out this week and this was an incremental patch that fixed issues in Orsinium, Maelstrom Arena, one game crash, and included several ability adjustments. The size of this patch was approximately 380 megs on North American server and 250 on European servers. I know, Ezra. Uh, the little Nordlings over there. All right. 
Now, I they did do some stuff with some of the drop rates for Maelstrom Arena weapons. Apparently, there was a weird bug that if you actually got on the leaderboards, uh, it was only giving you like a 50% chance or something like that in order to get um, a Maelstrom weapon if you if you pulled off the leaderboards. Well, they've made it 100% now. Um, so you automatically get one. If you make the leaderboard. Yeah, the okay. top 100. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, if you make the leaderboard for your class or whatever, you, you will definitely get one. Uh, so that, that's, that's a nice change for the people actively doing that. Um, fix an issue with legendary fish in Rothgar that could be caught under unintended or outside of intended conditions. So now it's harder. So you'll have to get back there. Um, the final thing I want to hit up with is, Fix several minor issues for the following abilities based on adjustments made in patch 2.2.5. If you remember, 2.2.5 is when they decided they were going to reduce the number of ticks to increase performance in Cyrodiil and things like that for a lot of these AoE-type abilities. And one of them was Blazing Spear. Blazing Spear never really hit that hard anyway to begin with, but it was the fact that it procced uh, Burning burning Light passive. All right. Yeah. That made it very nice. Yeah, um, Avi, you play Templar too, so... Um, I do, and I love the Blazing Spear ability. <laughs> well, you might not like it so much anymore. Yeah, it's... yeah, well, I li- I loved. Loved, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was definitely nice, and I know you played the healer role now, so it was a way for you to put out some damage while supporting my stamina-hungry like consumption. Yeah, so. exactly. And trust me, I used lots of it. Lots of it. Poor Ark had to fight me to get to get shards because I pretty much like, nope, I'm taking them. I need all of them. I throw it a I throw it a little bit away from both of you guys so you guys can fight <laughs> over it. See who wants it more. Who's gonna run <laughs> yeah, for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the boss gets dragged all over the room because we both go running for it. Yeah, that's uh, that. It's a, it's a good time. It, it, it is. It is. It's it's one of those things where you like make fun of them. Hey guys, watch what I can do. You see these guys? I'm gonna make them fun wherever <laughs> yep. I want. Throw a spear. Oh, I'm going to get it. Watch watch them scatter. Watch them scatter. Watch watch. It's great. Oh my goodness, it's like throwing candy in the middle of kids and seeing what happens. It's amazing. Uh, well, they decreased the damage values on it because apparently it was higher than what it was intended. Um. I don't know about you, but I felt like it was I mean, it was never very strong in terms of damage, but it wasn't the initial damage that was really nice. It was the proc of burning light. But yeah, exactly. Even that's been nerfed. And it was it was really nice to use as a little DPS, the the little bit of extra DPS for a healer. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will still it'll still do the job in that regard for you, but it's it's so low now it's barely worth using other than as a healer you pretty much need to run it anyway just for the shards yeah so and i apologize my my little one's out here and he's chatting up a storm so you may hear him (laughs) no you can stay out here just i don't know if you I don't know whatever he needs he's a, to do. He's an he's an official on the show now. He's an official on the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's he's my new co-host. <laughs> he's just yelling because he's angry about blazing shards as well. 
Yep, he is not. He is not a happy Templar. No, he's not, and I I echo him exactly. <laughs> All right, so that was that was patch two point two point seven. There are some other notes in there. If you're interested in checking them out, you can see them over on our website because we have a nice repository of them. Are the official forms as well? All right. Next up on the news. Siege weapon changes, upcoming changes to Siege in the next major update. I'm just going to go through this really, really quickly. Uh, Damage across the board for all Siege weapons has been increased by roughly 30%, but we are considering increasing that more. Snares have been normalized on all Siege weapons that apply that debuff, such as Ice Treb, Lightning uh, Ballista, Oil Catapult to be a 50% snare and last six seconds. So regardless of which one you're going to be using now, they're all going to be the same. Um, All side effects from siege weapons, (laughs) snares, um, heal and take and reduction, siege damage increased are no longer purgeable. Uh, Oil catapults will now also have a stamina damage value added, which takes away roughly 5,000 stamina from enemy targets. Uh, Lightning Ballista will now also have a Magicka damage value added, which takes away roughly 5,000 Magicka from enemy targets. So, ouch. Um, Man, that really sucks. Uh, Ballista now turn faster and have their scatter variable removed, making them 100% accurate to your aimed location. Makes sense. Uh, Scatter Shot now adds 20% damage taken from other siege weapons instead of 10 uh, wall repair kits are getting their repair value looked at and will be adjusted upward in the next update. Um, and then I'm actually gonna skip that. Um, I'm skipping one cause we talk about it later. Uh, refactoring siege damage yet again, removing Alliance campaign restrictions on your account allowing you to unassign yourself with cooldowns, which is actually pretty cool. Redoing the guards at the scroll gates and putting them on the ground. I don't, I guess they were flying. Uh, and more things to spend your AP on in upcoming current sets uh, to higher level. So did, did we have flying guards and I missed it? Apparently we did. Oh, man. So, and <laughs> performance seems- is still, um, still the priority of the programming group um, looking into serial at this time. All right. So it seems like sieges are getting a whole lot more stronger now, huh? It, wow. They do this every time, time and time again, where they are trying to make it so that siege weaponry is more desired. I see. I don't. I really wish we had someone who did a lot more PvP on the show. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't do any. P- I, I've never even used this. I think I've used a siege to once, so I'm I'm really not the best person to be. Uh... <laughs> I use siege every time I'm in there, just because I I I had a lot, like just saved up. I think I have like 150 siege weapons of various kinds. I put a lot of shields over over sieges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know if if people like. I noticed that a lot of the siege damages for some of the smaller ones, I think maybe they're trying to diversify the reason why people are using different things, such as making it so people don't just use trebuchets. So they're trying to make the other stuff a little bit more appealing to use. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so those things are coming, but honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat that it doesn't really matter until they can figure out the lag issues. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's still a, that's still the biggest issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always the number one question. Like, when are you going to fix lag in Cyrodiil? Which arguably is their entire game because they, they, they've, they've stopped doing anything with the raid community. I know we're getting one in Thieves Guild. But it's been a very, very long time. So your PVE, your you know your organized PVE communities are gone. Um, right now they're completely gone because even Vet DSA, which was a nice small group, is gone. No one does it because the rewards aren't there and it's not scaled up. It's it, it's it, it's you know the game is either if you're not a quester, you know kind of a solo player or PVP. There's nothing for you at the moment. There's just nothing to do. Yeah, it's very much became a solo place, group with friends, and just have fun sort of ordeal. Yeah, yeah, and to some, you know, some of the Elder Scrolls fans, that's nice. But their 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 main group activity right now is PvP, and PvP is unenjoyable due to the insane lag. Yeah. Um, ironic, <laughs> ironic. Uh, most of the time when people complain about Cyrodiil lag. I don't experience it and I'm on DSL. So it's really, really funny. Everyone's screaming about lag and I'm sitting there on my DSL going, I'm running fine. I mean, I have like a 200 ping, which is normal for me, but I don't see an issue. You know, my lag in my lag in Cyrodiil is pretty decent. It's mostly just when I get involved in a big group, obviously, you know, taking over a siege mm-hmm. when all the, when all are taking over a, a tower or whatever when all the sieges get laid laid down and start firing that's when the lag really hits and yeah you know, if i get caught in a in a two on two battle if i'm riding my horse and i come across some people i can you know there's no lag in that situation but as soon as there's 20 people on my screen that's when the issue starts really taking its effect right right no that that make that makes complete sense all right, so upcoming seed changes are coming. That was from a mixture of uh, ESO Live and uh, some other locations on the forums and things like that. So all that stuff was mentioned. New Crown Store items coming to the Crown Store um, this month. So, yay, let's go on down the list. Uh, corseted riding outfit. Yeah. It- it looks like something my Breton would wear. I'm just saying. It even says a Breton woman likes to add a touch of fem- feminine flair to her otherwise practical clothing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Estelle would def Estelle would definitely wear this. It it's kind of hot and piratey. I I understand. I understand. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who doesn't like female pirates? It's, you know, it, it's what it is. What it is. Yep. So there's that one in there. Then we got the off the shoulder evening dress coming in. Ooh, ooh. And that's going to be fancy. available on all platforms as of the 17th of December. Uh, Avi, you made a comment about her stance. Does it come with that emote? Oh, that'd be nice, huh? <laughs> and also, and also, the all of these dresses seem to—they're really enjoying the what's it called? What they call it? Over the shoulder? Yeah, the looking over the shoulder look. Uh, the yeah. the, uh, the feeling of being aloof. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> tantalizing Mm, yes yes digital pixels Mm. okay well um high collared coin ball gowns coming out 
Uh, I'm liking what they're doing. The role play community are going to like a couple of these. This one's available on December uh, 23rd. Um, I like that they're trying to liven up a little bit. I just kind of hope they stick with. And this they've been doing pretty good so far, except for something else I'm going to talk about here in a little bit um, that I feel is kind of weird. But I know, Avi, you kind of feel it's it's okay. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, just just don't break the lore of Elder Scrolls. Well, the one thing when it comes to this uh, high colored coin ball gown, it really reminds me. I don't know the NPC's name. But when you're playing Oblivion, doing the Shivering Isles, she's like the main queen for the the dark side of the Shivering Isles, mm, and mm. she I think she's wearing something really similar to this. I, I'll have to go check it out, but it, I saw I saw it, and she popped up in my head right away. Okay, well, it's not that bad. I know I know a lot of people look at it as being kind of drab, uh, Elder Souls being drab, but the majority of people who got into this game got into it with skyrim and skyrim is a rustic backwoods yeah it, it just is and in a lot of these dresses and stuff are, and they're very rightly being shown in in a very daggerfall-esque kind of area yes. and if you really want to think about it daggerfall kind of is the you know the paris of 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 tamriel with with fashion and whatnot it also doesn't help that they all kind of have french sounding names um but you know it would make sense. I just I don't want to see anything too kind of crazy over the top. These things look good and fit the setting. I'm liking them, um, except for this next couple: <laughs> the Eternity Tunic with Pants, the Summit Lord's Silken Robes, and the Brilliance uh, Brocade Robes. All of these are being available on the 23rd. They have a very Asian feeling to me, and they're being released with the orc stuff and i know avi you can you you can give your rebuttal but i feel like they're trying to portray this as being like an an orc style type deal but i feel like because it has such that heavy asian theme it would fit closer to akaviri because we all know that akavir is the bethesda uh, you know elder scrolls solution to the to the far east um, but this is supposed to be tied with the orcs a little bit more, and I I feel like it doesn't fit. My my feelings. Yeah, I mean, I just think about the the heavy armor. Really, that's really my really my only go to is how the heavy armor for the orcs does look very Asian culture. But uh, these these ones, I mean, they don't look lore breaking. But like you said, the idea that they go for the orcs. When we all know orcs as these brute berserker, you know, very tough people, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's just a it little might, jarring, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's like it doesn't make sense. It's like this orc just like put some clothes on and he forgot he was an orc, <laughs> right? Uh, I would actually really be fascinated if Zoss would answer us on this one. So, Laurent Schick, I'm calling out to you, sir. How does this fit into current Tamrielic lore in, in your eyes? Is this meant to be orcish or is this more Akaviri? Because the high Asian influence makes me think Akaviri. And yet, I don't know. Well, I mean, the fact that it's released alongside of or- Orsinium maybe is a little jarring. But, you know, I actually just forgot what earlier this patch they released the Akaviri armor as a PvP style. So... 
maybe I wouldn't feel so weird if if there were more than just orcs in it. So I don't know if they're trying to portray it as this is orcs or this is or like this is Akavir, but Orsinium just came out, so we put it on orcs. Yeah, which would make a lot more sense. So uh, I'd love some clarification on that, Zoss, from your friendly neighborhood Templar lore nut. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. So moving away from the costumes and see, Zoss, this is again, I'm going to say this again. You need a better uh, transmog system costumes. This works for costumes, but you need a different type of vanity system for armor. I I don't really want to see any more armor in your in your costume stuff. I would much rather just be us able to, you know, make our own costumes. But that's an argument for past episodes and probably future ones. For a limited time only, from December 10th to the 14th, the Snow Bear Mount is coming. Ooh. Very fancy. I, I'm curious what the price is going to be. I highly doubt it's it's probably going to be sitting there somewhere in the 2,000 to 2.5k crowns. I'm going yeah. to guess. Yeah, that's what that's what I'd guess too. Since it's only here for such a short time, yeah, I would probably see it for about 2,500. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I think that this and they also are releasing another the pet to go with it, which is just the little the, the snow bear cub. Um, I feel like they missed a valuable marketing opportunity. They should have extended this a little bit past Christmas, because what about the Coca-Cola uh, uh, polar bear commercials that come out every Christmas? Oh, yeah. That's a good I mean, point. wouldn't it be a, an interesting little twist? I mean, no way are they affiliated, so please don't sue Zoss Coke. But <laughs> it wouldn't it just been like, yeah, oh, look, def- Coca-Cola bear, and you can get one in-game, too. Like, I feel like it's just a marketing opportunity miss by cutting it out essentially two weeks before, you know, Christmas. So. Oh, yeah. All the, all the people want to go get their uh, white bear after seeing the Coca-Cola commercials, you know? Right? I would, you know, take a picture of myself drinking a Coke and then riding my my riding bear. The, yeah. right? the 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 mead bottle says Coca Cola. The the mead bottle exactly. Like I feel like that's that's acceptable. As I'm looking through the Crown Store now to see if they added anything of of note, which they haven't yet, which is kind of weird. I wonder when these things are gonna. I think they'll probably all hit around the same time, which is probably around that tenth. Um, so. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, also, two mounts that were available a long time ago are now coming back, which is actually kind of neat. Um, and I'm glad they're doing this because I know this was kind of a question that a lot of us had was, are you planning on ever returning these things to the game? Uh, the Black Sench Panther, as well as the Senche Leopard, are coming back into the game for a limited time. Um, actually, are they set for a limited time? Yes. Yes. Uh, the 23rd of December through the 4th of January, they will be available again. And I think it's kind of neat because I think the consoles missed out on it. Yeah, they obviously missed out on it before. And I didn't think. Oh, that's a good point. And, um, I kind of hope they keep bringing these things back. Like, I don't want to see anything in the, in the store get retired permanently. I don't mind if they rotate out and rotate back in at a later time, but I, I really feel like if it was added in the game and is in some way a permanent item like in your collections, it should just be shown as not available in the crown store now. Wait till it comes back. Because I know Guild Wars 2 does that. Because every time they yeah. release something, they add a, a collection tab 
Um, but some things rotate out of their store, especially holiday items. So they provide ways of getting them afterwards. Like I, I don't want to see anything permanently retired. Nah, I agree. And I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, I, I missed buying this black Sinchei Panther and I was pretty bummed. So I got to take advantage of it this time. Right. Make sure you have your crowns. Yep. I already got them. Did you buy some from the, the Black Friday sale? I didn't. I should have. Oh, dude. You I really regret it. Have. I regret it. I know. It was like half the price. Well, it was 40% off. Uh, oh, man. Because I bought, I bought uh, the 5,500 crown pack for Thais because she's not subscribed anymore. Um, and she wanted Orsinium, so I was able to get her the collector's one for like 23 bucks or something like that. So Wow. Good deal. So she got like the mount. Uh, the pet, the experience scrolls, and the, um, and the in the DLC for you know twenty three bucks plus five hundred crowns to spend extra, which I think she then bought like a dress or something that she wanted. So and very nice. It was cheaper than the you know thirty nine ninety nine that it was before. So can't go wrong there. Nope. Um, yeah, definitely definitely jumped on that when I had the opportunity. Okay, uh, that's oh, no, uh, you almost, almost did it again. It oh my goodness! Um, I don't think anyone would want one of these, right? I mean, baby uh, etches. Like, who cares about them? Hmm? Hmm? Only, only the coolest thing to ever be put into this game. I mean, all right. <laughs> yeah, but it could also bring up you got you also obvious. That's kind of insensitive of you. What about all the people suffering from post traumatic stress disorder from Grobel? Hey, hey, you know, I suffer from that in my nightmares every night. But having a little baby one next to me, maybe Grobel will uh, go easier on us in those fights. Maybe it'll help you work up to not being scared of Grobel anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's going to help me face my fears. There you go. I'm just going to hug my baby Netch and hope it, you know, help me face my fears. <laughs> once you once you, once you you kill Grobel, a little egg pops up in your inventory and it says this will hatch into a baby Netch collectible. See, oh. I love that idea, and this is part <laughs> of the thing that makes buy to play and free to play so terrible, because they don't do that kind of stuff because they can make money by adding it to the store. Such a bummer. Yeah, could you imagine it being added as like, like you said, he drops an egg randomly, like a point five percent drop chance, and then you. So it's it's kind of like you have Grobel's baby as a pet. Yeah, like. like and people would run dungeons, especially people who are collectors would have run dungeons constantly to get it. Yep, and it'd if, make it that much more rare when you walk around with it because it's kind of like the people who played for the first year and got that special mount. You know, they they're so they're so prideful. You know, riding around that thing. Oh, going, look me! Look at look at me on my mount. You know, and you it's kind of like, like that. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like kind of like you. <laughs> I have like every mount they've ever done, but I still only ride around on my tiger because no one else can get it. And I had been subscribed for that entire time. So, yeah, they used and I still ride around on those mounts more than any other just because I guess I should say on my main on my other characters, my alts, I switch up the mounts like they all have their own whatever mount. But my main character, I never get rid of that tiger. I love that tiger. Wish I had it. <laughs> shame, 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 shame. It's it's a wonderful tiger. Yeah. I don't have any of the centuries, so. Oh, really? I, yeah, I never purchased one. All my characters used the gray Yakutan Charger. It's like my favorite horse. 
He just, it, he just look. He just looks bad. Like he's just ready for war. I do like him. He is yeah. is neat. He is definitely very, very, very neat, and I like him a lot. Um, I I really like the white imperial horse that you got. I just I I that's one I rode on before I got the senshi tiger. Like that's just the one I rode on because he's think. he's he's hard for me to ride on because he just always makes me think he's that he's that one gold. That one gold horse, you know, you only had to pay a gold gold piece for him. And let me say right now, playing a little bit of con- console lately, I really wish I had access to a one gold horse. <laughs> oh my goodness, I don't, don't have, have a horse any of it right now. I I need a horse so bad. I was gonna say uh, I am four days away from being a full sixty 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 on all eight character slots. Wow. Yeah. Not even my main has none of my characters have sixty in anything. So that's, <laughs> that's that's very impressive. Yes, I am. Yeah, like four or five days away from. You're, you probably have a level five that has better. A level four who's all maxed out. Yes, <laughs> my Khajiit Nightblade on the Albmari Dominion is level four. Has never left. Never even picked up a quest yet. I don't think. Um is sitting in in vocal guard with a full 60 60 60 mount and max bags gosh <laughs> that's pretty cool though yeah i've i've i max out all all my characters have maxed out bag space as well wish i, I was motivated to do that every time i get in game i can't get myself to take all my characters though well i mean as of right now until housing comes out there's not really a lot of use for gold except for what i did this week which i'll talk about in gameplay um but so every time i get uh, i have a factor out of how much it's going to cost like i counted it out and whenever i hit that amount of gold i just send that gold to a character run to a bank and or run to a bag merchant and just max it out that's what i did i just saved up the I forget how much it is now because I'm all maxed out on all my characters, but um, I added together all the different upgrades, each one, and then I would save gold until I hit that amount and then put it on the character. They run to a bag merchant and just buy every upgrade. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I've, ne- I've never used the crown store for any of my mounts or my bags. I just I, I bought everything uh, with in-game gold, and that's how I like to play. Um, never bought any of the motifs anything like that it's all if i can get it in game that's where i'll get it um and that's because that's what i like to do it gives me something that gives me something to aim for you know other than just running dungeons all the time right definitely. Um, it's goals definitely goals all right we're gonna move on to something a little negative here because this week uh they added something else to the crown store and it's got some people a little upset, not just us. Like I know massively OP had an article about it, how people were very angry about this kind of thing. Uh, Reddit was a light for like three or four days with this. Um, they added werewolf and vampire bites to the crown store for 1500 crowns. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying that personally, like you don't get to do the quest. It just gives you vampire if you buy it. I this item doesn't anger me in the fact of the item itself. It's the premise behind it that annoys me. 
Because I know some people will argue that, oh my goodness, it's not even an immersive game experience anymore. People don't go out and try to find the mobs that can infect them. It's, you know, people shouting and, and selling bites. I get that. I, I do. And that that's why this particular item itself is not very immersive, even in game right now. But it's the premise of it that I have the problem with, not the item. So, Avi, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, so pretty much uh, 1,500 crowns for bites. I'm not a big fan of this. I don't really like it. I don't like the idea that you're buying something that comes with abilities, mm -hmm. something that's not just a cosmetic. It's not just something that makes your character look prettier. It actually improves or makes your character worse, depending on how good you are at playing the game. <laughs> I mean, obviously... It makes your character like, worse if you're doing Elden Hollow with all the fire, but in any other situation... <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, if you're like me and you do full-on just PvE, you, they're really not that... They're really not that great. You know, Vampires is really good for... What was it? For bats, werewolf. I'm sure people like it for their reasons. I don't see a use for it. And like you said, it's not even the, the problem isn't even that these are on the crown store. It's just the idea that if they get away with putting something like this on the crown store that comes with abilities and comes with uh, making your character better mm -hmm. out of out of game, something you actually have to spend real money to do. I, I that's awful. And it makes you think, what are they going to put in next? Exactly. That that's the problem here. The Regardless of the negatives that come with Werewolf and Vampire, this is, in effect, a pay-to-win move. Um, right. Because, and this cat will not leave me alone, because you are paying, not for a cosmetic, but for an actual skill line and power increase. Um, again, just because the in-game economy made it so that it's not that expensive to get in game. You're still buying for it. And I know Zoss tried to defend their actions by saying it's just for convenience. It's just for convenience. Well, what happens when they start adding gear into it? Like the monster helms um, going, Oh, it's just for convenience. So you don't have to farm them. You can get the perfect trait the first time just by buying it um, or that kind of stuff. This is not the motifs, which I know people go, well, you, you complained about motifs. So, yeah, I do because I like things being in game, but arguably they are cosmetics, right? I mean, they do affect the economy of the game slightly, but they are cosmetics well, to an, to an extent. I mean, you can go buy all of the glass, the glass motifs and make a bunch of gold making people glass pieces. And you didn't spend a single, uh, in game currency on buying that motif. So it's, it, it's sort of exploitable in a way. Yeah, it, it is in that regard. Yes. Um, but in the end, someone could say if they don't really want the, the glass look, they'd be like, yeah, I just want the gear in whatever style. I'll just wear a costume over it or whatever the case may be. It's not a power increase. This is a power increase. And the, the argument of it's just for convenience is not a good argument. This is actually the same argument. It's a that horrible argument. It is. This is the same argument that Arc Age and all those other, you know, uh, Korean MMOs use that are very pay to win and are, you know, even openly by their community are pay to win. Their, their argument is it's just for convenience. You know, it's oh, like yeah. you could grind this item out that will take you a, a thousand in-game hours or you could give us a hundred bucks and just get it now. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy, this guy has been trying a hundred times to get this uh, undaunted helm. He's not getting it, so we're just gonna put it in the game because it's a convenience for him. No, that's get get out of here with that. That's you're yeah. buying to make your you're buying to make your character better, mm-hmm. and it can only it can only get worse from here. And it it kind of reminds me of when they had the imperial imperial collection, where it's like, no, the imperials race isn't just a convenient thing it's comes with comes with a whole unique set of passives which are technically some of the best passives in the game so if you're if you're a tank or a melee absolutely oh yeah my imperial templar i mean you know his passives are are what makes him so better than my freaking nord but i love my (laughs) nord so i don't care if he has terrible passives hey Um, hey hey, you can't get cold that's true (laughs) if a trial ever comes out that is all frost damage i'm gonna be king of the hill in there okay that's not gonna be an issue but until that happens we're we're in trouble so yeah I, i can't get cold um yeah i just i'm i'm very worried that the next step is gonna be the monster helms and stuff for sale are upgrade materials for sale can you imagine it a crown store uh drew wax or something like that it's just for convenience right so people have to buy if they if they started selling bundles of the ruby ash and you know nightwood selling big old bundles of nightwood that you can just purchase for crowns and like what no that's not good no it's It's not good at all no, because it is essentially like right now you're arguing that the crown store is all items that are just cosmetic that don't really affect gameplay at all. Yeah, that's true. They don't. Not not really, because you can get them all in game, et cetera, et cetera. And, and well, you can't get mounts stuff. But if you have one mount that's in game that you bought with in game gold, it runs no faster or slower than anything else. You're fine. Um, but you're now adding in-game mechanics into the game and marketing it as convenience is not right, Zoss. This is this is not not a good move, especially with with your guys' original statement that everything inside of the crown store will be a cosmetic item, and this is very much going against your word. Yeah, I. This is this is very scary. It, it really is for me, and I know we're we're going on this, but this is not not something good. I I'm really scared that what happens. Like I know they they removed it that if you're not an emperor anymore, you don't get it. But what happens if they added the emperor skill line in? Going oh, you can now buy that because it's just for convenience instead of having to earn it. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah. or when thieves guild and dark brotherhood come out, like oh, you can just I don't know if they have something that you have to do to get the skill lines. But maybe they just offered in the crown store instead, you know, uh, it's just for convenience. So you don't have to do whatever it is that you had to do in order to get it. That's it's not cool. This is this is very much a pay to win thing, Zoss, that you're doing right now. It is. It yep. is. Regardless of how the vampire and werewolf are received in game currently, because it's not hard to get it, because I know a lot of people, their initial response was. Who's going to spend that much money on Vampire and Werewolf? I'm in a guild that gives them away for free constantly. I even had some other people, uh, my friends going, if anyone wants it, I'll give it to them. That's great. But it, you know, and I laughed at it too until I sat down and really started to think about it. And then it's like, wait a minute, this, this whole idea of what they're doing is bad. Not the item they have in here, but the whole, everything is wrong. 
I kind of, I, I don't know about you, but I was kind of comfortable with the way you got a werewolf bite. You know, you somebody's a werewolf, you can slap him some gold and he'll get it, or you can uh, take that friends. chance. You yeah, have friends exactly, or just take that chance of seeing a full moon and going out for the exploring. It takes time. Sometimes you won't get it that night, but I think that's the fun part of a game. Why do you have to have something right away? Why does it have to be that convenient? It should be something you work a little bit towards, and that's something I kind of liked about Werewolf Vampire Bite, even though nowadays for a player like me, it's, you know, you can, it's so it's such a simple thing to get, it's almost hard to wrap your mind around that it's an, even an issue. But, yeah, and it is a simple thing to get right now. Like, it, it's really not hard. Even a brand new player can get 5K gold, which is what it's currently going for, somewhere in 3 to 5K, in about an hour and a half of gameplay tops if that you know what i mean it's 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 not hard to get that amount of money in game even for a brand new player see the most convenient thing i can think of is for like some a new player on a new player on the console you know because they don't have access to a zone chat they don't have access to a guild so it pretty much makes becoming a werewolf or vampire impossible but at the same time that's 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 no excuse to put them in the crown store just yeah. just for that, you know. That 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 makes more of an argument for putting actual chat on console. Yes. And man, I've been playing a little bit and let me say it needs it. I didn't talking about it in past episodes. I didn't even realize how much zone chat is needed in consoles. You you definitely man. feel it's it's weird when it's not there. Trying to talk to somebody, you can't <laughs> if you don't use a mic, you, you you can't interact with anybody. It's so awkward. Right. See, some, see someone run by and you can't tell them anything. It's like, okay, well, can't ask them for a werewolf fight or. <laughs> or my favorite, you, someone runs by and they're blaring rap music on an open mic. Yeah. Uh, that happens happen. more than you think. That hasn't happened to me yet, thankfully. Then <laughs> uh, you haven't really been playing that long. Cause... No, no, I, I haven't. Yeah, that that was pretty much some of the main complaints after. Uh, I remember seeing a PSA on on Reddit after consoles came out going, I understand you want to listen to music, but if you're listening to music, can you please turn your mic off or at least put it on like some sort of push to talk? Don't leave your mic open. I don't want to hear your stupid rap music. Yeah, that, that that's a thing. Yep, so Zoss, his own chat. Yeah, take away. Remove vampire and werewolf from the crown store and And add console. And add console. That will that will fix everything. That will fix these issues. Uh, So I'm really curious what all you guys think about this. Uh, send us a message. Uh, contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. I I'm really curious what other people are feeling about this. Um because you know of what it is because i know a lot of people are like if it's not hard to get who cares if someone's dumb enough to spend the money on it that's great and i do kind of agree with that if they are going to spend that kind of money then mm, all right well sucks to be them but it's still the premise of this entire thing is not good not good at all yep i agree all right ESO Live came around, and let's see what we got going on here. Uh, yes, things that are confirmed. Cyrodiil will get special vendors that appear twice weekly that sell undaunted sets 
for gold and AP, so both gold and uh, alliance points. The set available will rotate weekly. They won't be available each week. Uh, BOP versus BOE still in discussion. Uh, this will be in the Thieves Guild DLC patch. Nice. Yes. I, I don't got a problem with this. I think that's actually uh, pretty cool. I'm not a big fan of going after going after a single helm, and I know it's part of the it's a fun part of the game and it's challenging, but you know, I, I want to get the helm so I can go off and do the other things I want to do in the game. Just like the PVPers, like you said before the show, this is going to be a great thing for PVPers who don't want to continuously run the same dungeon to get a helm for a whole different play style. So, right. Right. And I, and I really think that's what this is marketed towards more the PVPers because if they make it expensive enough, the casual PVE will have to farm, you know, choose do I want to rather run the dungeons that I enjoy doing or try to do PVP to earn the crap ton of AP I'll need plus the gold to buy it from the vendor when it does appear, you know, like it, it makes sense. Like yeah, it and it's, it seems obvious for PVP simply because it's the vendors are going to be in Cyrodiil and they accept alliance points, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate the fact I have to do PvP to get some of the best DPS skills in the game. Um, like, I have to do it to get call chops and those things. So it's like, huh, all right. Well, I guess I'm I'm going to have to do it. But it's not necessarily uh, content that I enjoy doing. So it makes it, it, it makes it a little bit less fun. Now, will I do it to get the stuff? Yes, I'll do it. But it, it's not, if there was an, uh, an alternative source... Uh, in PVE, that was my preferred playstyle. I would, I would absolutely be doing that. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the Akaviri style stuff. It's easier for me to earn gold in game than it is to earn the sheer amount of AP needed. So I'll probably just earn gold and buy it off someone who's selling it. Oh, that's right, because you can only get them for alliance points right now, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's not a small amount. It's like. A couple million alliance points. <laughs> More than I've ever page. had and probably ever will have. Yeah, I'm currently sitting on 13k uh, alliance points. And people are like, man, I get that in like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's the yeah. most I've ever had. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I bought some other stuff. So it's went up and down. But still, it's easier for me and more enjoyable to do content that I enjoy. And can then, uh, you know, get my gear or whatever it is that I'm after rather than doing content that I do not enjoy and hope I get something. They're adding a alliance or a champion point free campaign. All non vets will be champion point free. Uh, and there will also be veteran champion point free campaigns. So champion points will have no bearing whatsoever on the PVP. Good. Yeah. I, I was hoping that they were going to add a non vet, uh, campaign with no champion points a long time ago it's it's kind of the one thing that ruins the non-vet pvp non-vet pvp you know so i could see the non-vet absolutely should have been pretty much from the start yeah that's but. how i feel and you know i've heard it in a lot of other podcasts a lot of people feel this way it's it's kind of ridiculous to think that somebody with 500 plus champion points can go jump on a new character, use all those 500 champion points, and just go be a god in this in non-vet PvP. It's kind of absurd, and so I'm happy for the change. 
absolutely absolutely it, that, that's a this is just an absolutely positive change there's really nothing bad to say about it it's yeah. Like, yeah great awesome forward camps are returning to the game yeah mm. yeah so they've been gone for a very very long time so we'll see their return um I'm interested to see they say that the radius has been reduced. So you pretty much it's approximately the size of a keep before it was fairly large um, and people could spawn to it pretty much from anywhere for the most part. But now it's 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 much smaller. Uh, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know it was that big. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They used to be really, really large. Um, and apparently now you can only respawn like before you could die anywhere in Cyrodiil and then like port to it if you wanted to. So people were using them as like almost instant ports to pop around the map. Um, but now you can actually only use it if you die within range of it. So. Oh, that's cool. That That's actually a really good change. I'm surprised they took them out instead of just doing that right off the bat. Um, there's a global cooldown currently for two minutes for spawning a forward camp in quick succession. So it, people were at one point porting hundreds of people in by just laying a camp, get, you know, everyone ports, loses it, and they just keep laying them down. And you can, if you had the stuff, you could move hundreds and hundreds of people around the map instantly. It was, it was insane. Mm. Um, Old camps will be recognized by the game. They're still only good for 20 spawns. So uh, if you're still holding on to that that um, camp, you can, you'll still be able to use it. So <laughs> I don't know of too many people who are still holding on to it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Dueling confirmed to be coming. And, um, you know... I, Personally, I think that this will probably come along with the justice system side of the PvP because a lot of the the code needed uh, for the PvP will be available when this comes out to allow us to have the enforcers and whatnot. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, currently, the game, you can't attack friendlies because there's no way of flagging people to be, you know, um, hostile. So the game mechanics allow you to actually attack them. Um, but that'll come with the the uh, justice system. Justice sec- PvP. Justice PvP, which I'm actually really excited for. I think I said it on the last episode, how I think that'll really add a lot to the world. Because I love open world PvP. Because it makes it feel real, you know, alive. Oh my goodness, there's bandits and thugs that are trying to attack me now. Great. Well, since they're outlaws, I can attack them without penalty. But if I'm an upstanding citizen, just like ESO, like you can steal, but if someone sees you, you're bad. If you murder, you're going to be attacked by guards. I like PvP with consequences, where you could attack anybody, but there needs to be consequences for it. Yeah, I agree. It always makes the world feel more alive when there's more consequences. Yes, and I'm I'm excited, very very excited for that. Uh, and finally, battlegrounds and our arenas. They didn't weren't completely specific on it. Um, are now officially on the development docket, but there is no ETA for these. Um, quarter three, 2016 would be the absolute earliest we would see anything like this, but it will probably be later. As I call Call of Duty. Call of Duty! <laughs> Battlegrounds. Uh, I think Battlegrounds will be pretty cool, even though I think I'm going to be horrible at them. Uh, but... <laughs> 
pretty interesting I, to see how they do them. I actually might do Battlegrounds more than I would do Cyrodiil PvP. Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. I mean, it's it's a little closer of the in-between of, like, uh, the Imperial City. I like the Imperial City a lot more than uh, Cyrodiil simply because it's a close, close uh, PvP, you know? Yeah. So this is going to be a little more, even a little more closer and pushed in. So I like that. And the whole team, the whole team idea, especially if you, if they do it uh, three ways, so all three alliances can go against each other. I mean, that would just be awesome. I'm sure they'll do something like that with all three Ugh. alliances. Ugh. I am pumped. Let's whoop on some Dominion. Yeah, right. So um, final bit of news. Uh, again, a little bit of controversy. Kind of neat that they're doing it, but it, some people are kind of asking about this. Uh over the past few weeks, you've probably seen them doing a new Twitter campaign called Million Reasons to Play ESO. If you've been ignoring it, they've finally come to near the end of it, and their whole purpose beyond this Million Reasons to Play ESO is actually a little clever marketing scheme of they are giving away a million dollars to one lucky ESO player. Now, this is over 20 years. It's like $50,000 a year for like 20 years. Um, still nice chunk of change, but I know some people were really kind of asking the question of why are people doing this when they really should just be working on the game? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. Or like I said before doing, they can even be doing little things as to giving free, uh, copies of the game to people who are doing podcasts and Twitch people who are streaming the game on Twitch to give to people who don't have the game and, help get their crowd bigger and just little things like that. I don't really understand the whole idea of giving a million dollars away to somebody who might only barely play your game and really not even be a fan of the Elder Scrolls series as a whole. And Yeah, I honestly feel like maybe a million dollars worth of copies of ESO given away free, you know, to like yeah. people like, that. oh, we have a million dollars, which is, you know, like, I don't know, let's... I don't, I'm not going to do the math. Uh, we'll just say 300,000 copies of ESO that we're giving away at various sites to get people into the game. I think that might have been an even more interesting marketing mechanic than than this. It would have, it would have went off a lot more positive, that's for sure. Right, you know? right. Not yeah. not the idea of one person is going to has the chance of winning a million dollars and everyone else is going to be, you know, SOL and... Yeah, well, in order for the people who are interested in this, there are some restrictions. Um, several countries are ineligible. Some states here in the United States are ineligible, so check that. But they have an entry form that you can sign up for. You sign up and you have to log in between when the uh, announcement was made a few days ago and where what is it, like June something, or not June something, January uh, Ooh, I bet I better go do that. No. Yeah, January something. You had to have logged into the game. Um, you know, you fill out the form and have to log into the game between the deadlines. So if you're interested, go check that out. It's on the official uh, Elder Scrolls Online form, or uh, not forms, just their main page, right on the home page, the entry form and all the rules and everything. So make sure you get out there and and sign up if you haven't already. If you're um, eligible. That's the end of the news, Avi. That is it. That is it. So it's time for us to talk about our gameplay, man. What All what right. have you been doing? Well, I'll start. I'll start with the the less exciting one, and that's uh, I've been playing a little bit of console lately. 
which is uh, it's it's been fun. It's been an it's been a different experience playing on the console. I started a a Nord Templar. His name's Avi Optimal. I finally get to use that name for once. So, <laughs> so that that's kind of nice. I'm just running right now. I'm just running around Stone Falls. I haven't picked up any quests. Pretty much, I got in the game. I went okay. I went to my collectibles. I put on a. I got me a pet, and I went to my mounts, and there were no mounts. <laughs> and I and I went. Oh no! I forgot I don't have anything. So I went. I looked at my crown store, and I have 500 crowns. And I went. Oh no! And I looked at my gold, and no gold. My bank doesn't have anything in it. And uh, so I've been. A lot of this morning, I ran around just stealing stuff, and I actually got about maybe I think I got about two thousand gold from it's not stealing. Too bad. It was it's pretty it was pretty nice for the the small little time that I did it, and I was just running around uh, what's it called Balfoy Inn. Right. So I you know can, there's only so much that you can steal from there, and all of the armor that's on the racks and stuff don't sell for any gold at all, which is a bummer. So I picked up a bunch of that and couldn't sell it but it, it's fun though it's a different experience playing it on the ps3 um like i said before i'm playing it a lot more casual i'm i'm doing everything on one character kind of like how you guys do it i'm not making alts i pretty much decided that my alts are gonna be i'm gonna make a dominion a covenant and an ebonheart pact my uh my ebonheart pact is gonna be avi optimal my dominion is gonna be a stell of the north which is my breton templar and my Dominion is going to be Raz Kamatu, which is my uh, Khajiit Nightblade. So right. I'm going to br- I'm going to bring back all three of my favorite characters back to life. And and it's kind of funny because they're all going to be in their uh, in their own alliances. You know, the Breton will be in Daggerfall, the Khajiit will be in the Dominion, and my Nord will be in the Ebonheart Pact. So that, it, it that seems fun. fitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems fitting, uh, even though I know I know. Uh, if I met Raz Kamatu in real life, he would look at me and go, "Nah, we nah. we killed the we we killed the Dominion. We don't we don't work for them." Right, right. He's a he's a very he's a very mean a very mean cat. He, but uh, yeah, besides that, I uh, had you and Ark take me through Dragon Star Arena, Woo-hoo. normal, and I cleared it. And uh, yeah, it was it was a really it was a really fun experience. You know, it reminded me a lot of the Maelstrom, obviously, uh, just learning some of the mechanics of the fights and mentally preparing myself for veteran. Uh, I, I, I'm way too excited for veteran, man. We're going to we'll have fun gonna... with veteran. We'll oh, have a lot yeah. Of fun with veteran. I'm a, I'm gonna have to work on my gear a little bit. I know you've been doing that a little yourself, so I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to. I'm gonna have to do that some and uh, maybe get her a little, just a little more prepared. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. We we had a couple we had a couple wipes, but they're more towards the end. It and was we, the ninth round, I think it was the the final arena. It, there's part of the arena is with the ghosts where you have to go down. That right. I was so used to doing it on vet where you had to. I actually kind of thought you didn't have to on normal, so that was my fault. I'm like, oh, we don't have to go down there, but you kind of do because if you don't, you'll you'll get killed because the mobs come up. They have like insane power, and oh yeah, all of a sudden I got hit for like 30k, and I was like, oh, I I had no idea anything in this place was hitting for that much. Right. It's like wow. Yeah. It. 
it even hit me. Like, I think I got one shot by one of the guys at one point. It's like, oh, my. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. It's It was, it was really challenging, even non-vet. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be really exciting to see how challenging it gets put in veteran. So, I'm excited to finally get it. And not to mention, I got... Uh, it's only VR 13, but I got my first, uh, what's, 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 what's the master what weapons. Yeah, thank you. I got a mas- master inferno destruction staff, uh, oh, VR 13. They're nice. I keep yeah. mine. I think I have a VR 13 master sword and I keep it in my bank just because it's, Oh, I'm keeping it for sure. And man. hopefully when housing comes out, they'll have, I was, uh, I was just going to say the same <laughs> thing when housing comes out, hopefully they'll have a rack I can put it on. Right. So you can hover over. Oh, look, that's a master sword. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd collect that. Even I, if I'm not actively using it. I got that clear in dragon star arena for my first time. I'm really hoping for weapon racks and armor stands so I can put like an, an armor cases and stuff like that. So I can put things like, yeah, like the mannequins in Skyrim. Exactly, because I would oh, love yeah. to put the uh, uh, the monster helms, like places to put all the monster helms on that you do. You, I, I I don't know if you uh, messed around with too many mods in Skyrim, but they had a mod with the with the uh, what's it called the um, the dragon priest mask. And they, if yes. you were able to get one of those uh, dragon priests uh, standing things where you can put them all on, but put it in your house. So something kind of like that, like a really beautiful stand where you can like put all of the undaunted helms on and maybe put the Molag Kenna right in the center because that's probably one of the hardest helms to get. So, Yep, exactly. I would so, love to do something like that. I, I would even love a little thing where it's like you can like see like a... I kind of like a closet or so, you know, like a cabinet. And when you look in it, you can kind of see like pieces of your costumes that you've purchased are kind of folded in there. Uh, and then when you buy a new costume, it will. I don't know. I, I, no, I, have I so agree. Much, I have so I have so much hopes for housing. I'm such yeah. a. <laughs> they they have you. Yeah, I agree. They we have such high hopes for housing that they they need to do some of this housing really well because i mean elder scrolls has always done housing so well it just makes you think what are they going to do and i know it's not bethesda making it zenimax but still it makes you think what are they going to do with the housing that's going to make it even even better than the last time they did it yeah well which always excites me the thing is yes it is zenimax but it it's a you know parent company or a sister company um, and they have a lot to, to live up to because, yeah, it is only this company making it, but it still bears the Elder Scrolls name regardless of the fact that it's not Bethesda making it. It's still Elder Scrolls. And not to mention that the last Skyrim DLC to, re- to release was a complete building house of building uh, DLC. So, you know, they really upend the we're we're doing this house making thing even with fallout 4 you know they made it oh yeah even more crazy to where it's giving me headaches but you know that's a good thing oh it it is and and for people who like that um that this is my space they they want good housing like it's just it's something you need like i want i want little i want little places where i could plant a couple uh alchemy ingredients Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know little things like that i'm i'm getting off topic but i I want i want housing (laughs) really bad so i'm 
I'm overly excited. But yeah, that's pretty much been my game week, you know, uh, doing the console thing, uh, Dragon Star Arena, got it cleared. Hopefully it will come back soon and say that I got the veteran cleared too. And it's nice having the the new title hanging above my, my character's name. Right? Yeah. You know, that one, in the exciting. Mail, that one in the Maelstrom Arena, you know, it's like I get to switch off in between them now because they both look so good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad we actually got that for you. That was I, I was really excited. Um, and hopefully soon we'll get to go through Vet because I would love to finish that up and and do some stuff there. So, oh, yeah, it's excited. happening, man. Oh, yeah, it is happening. So how about you? What have you been up to this week in game? I have been um, well, as you were saying about working on our characters, I have been working on all of my gear um, because I need to start doing some of the vet uh, white gold tower and there's some very high DPS limits on it. Um, and I, I've had some nice people, it's not so nice people. And I've asked to run <laughs> on stuff and saying I'd go and uh, they asked me what my DPS is. And I'm not going to lie. I tell them exactly what it was. And before it was at best somewhere in the nine to 12 K, um, that was about it. And I, I think that'll increase a lot when I get better internet. Um, I know I, I, I complain about my internet a lot guys, but right now I'm sitting, if well, I don't know if you'd see it on the screen, my ping, and this is probably one of the best pings I've had because my wife is allowing me to do this without being on the internet for anything. And it's 114 with only a 23 um, frames per second, uh, which is pretty low because my card's actually really good. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm just having really bad frames. And it's very, very hard to weave with, uh, to accurately weave when you have that high of ping and so low of frame rate. Um, I, I brought this PC to places with, you know, better internet and I'm getting, you know, 50, 60 frames and um, my ping's down in the 10 to 30 and I my DPS goes up by like two or three grand quite easily because especially as a stamina DPS, you're looking at roughly 30% of your damage is through that the the biting jabs weaving. Like it's, it's right. not a small amount. It's 30% of your damage. And I only hit maybe one in every three at, uh, weave attacks because it, there's a very tight timing and it's hard to do that when you have one tenth to two tenth of a second delay, you know, it's hard to hit that, that sweet spot. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And I think that'll help. Now I did buy some new gear. Uh, I have been working on all my crafted mats. Like even if you're watching me right now, I'm still farming in Orsinium for um, the leather. The what is that? The uh, Rudeo leather or whatever it's Ru called. The rub rubidite. Ru uh, rubidite's the metal. I can't remember what the oh uh, what the other yeah thing is called. rubedo or something. yeah know. whatever the leather. Um, I've been farming that because I'm down now to two pieces. I'm wearing a piece of VR 14 gloves and a VR 15 shoulder. But everything else right now is VR 16 legendary uh, armor and, and weapons. All of it's VR 16 legendary with legendary enchantments. Um, and I also bought... Um, Two rings of agility with robust trait 
And if anyone doesn't know, right now they're going for about a quarter of a million, almost three hundred to three hundred thousand on the US mega server. How much did you spend for both of yours? Uh I got a deal on one for two hundred and fifty thousand and the other one I got for two seventy. Okay. So overall it was a, you know, a little over uh, half a million gold to to buy that. And then I spent probably close to another hundred thousand on enchants. Yeah, that might be a little bit of an over exaggeration, but I mean, it—I was still doing quite a bit on enchants because I—I was going with legendary enchants. So, um, VR sixteen legendary enchants are going somewhere between fifteen to twenty k per, depending what they are. Sometimes maybe a, a little more. Um, so, it, it is what it is. So, you definitely have to, uh, you know, work on that. Uh, so, I, I bought those. And I've noticed quite a bit like right now, my DPS is in group fights. I'm sitting there in the well, I'm doing a group fight right now and I'm in the low 23 to 25 K damage for for AOE. And uh, depending on the fight, single target, I've been noticing my minimum now is about 12 K. That's my low and with as high as as high as uh, 17 to 18. So I'm pretty much yeah, nice up there. I think honestly with my build that when I get the better internet and do a better job of, of weaving, that'll increase my damage by probably another two to three K. Cause uh, when I do connect my computer to good internet, I am getting a two to three K damage increase, which would then put me in the 19 to 21 DPS range as I would be currently. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um, the only other than, other than the last two pieces I need to craft to get the VR 16, the only other thing I need is uh, a Mole Kenna medium helm. Which unfortunately I have to to get <laughs> pretty much max level in order to get, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm working on that right now, and hopefully I'll be able to. Hey, you might be able to buy one for gold and Cyrodiil soon. Well, enough. yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 it comes around, but see, I'd also have to farm AP. So, uh, do you think it's going to be gold and AP, or just gold one or and the AP. other? Yeah, it's both. Oh, I okay. Oh man, <laughs> it's gold and AP. Ah, uh, yeah. damn. I guess, so, guess we'll have to do. Guess we'll have to do some PvP. I I'm yeah yeah. We definitely do because yeah. I know I need to because there's also a lot of skill points in there that I need. Um, but you know you, you get a skill point every time you get a PvP rank, and I love skill points because I'm a master crafter. I've actually messed with my crafting, and like all my stuff, I now have woodworking maxed out, with the exception of extraction and carpentry, because I no longer am researching. So that's four points saved and three points saved from extraction, because I have another character who breaks down my materials now. So she sits at the bank, and every time I get, um raw materials i'm just throwing them in my bank she logs on breaks them down gets a higher chance at the at the um you know like the tempering alloys and stuff like that oh that's Go smart from there. um cooking is maxed out uh enchanting is maxed out again with that with the exception of rune extraction and alchemy so i'm back to being a master crafter on one character 
Nice. Very nice. I only have some of the auxiliary things on alt, such as the breaking things down, because if I if I'm going to break stuff down, I'm normally back in town anyway. Right. Like I don't need anything for that. So I threw it on a secondary character who does the breakdown and then they just throw it into the bank for me to use on my main. So I'm back to being a master crafter on all with all all of them, not just like three of them like I was doing before. It is now all of them. And I did that for multiple reasons. One, because I don't I'm not real fond of playing alts. I'm not an Avi. I'm I'm definitely I, just, <laughs> I like playing on on my Nord, and that's what I like playing on. Well, the way that they're probably gonna be doing all DLC in the future, uh, based on Orsinium, is the scaling nodes where your crafting has to be up to that level in order to get things from the nodes. So instead Instead of running an alt through, I figured I might as well just put it back on my character. Now, I still am missing. There's two more skills I need for my build that I have to get from PvP, and that's the resolve and the. Uh, why am I drawing a blank here, Avi? Oh, Caltrops. Yes. Yeah. So that's four points I need to get both of those. And I'm currently sitting on 12, um, but there's a bunch of bunch of skills right now that i don't even have like i'm gonna pull up my thing um unlocked like normally in class skills i would have had every one of these unlocked and and morphed to something but i don't right now i'm only using one specifically for my build um so it's pretty much one or two from each of my class abilities and two-handed and dual wield are are still maxed out so that's good but i still need let's see two four six eight ten 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28. I need 28 more points to max out my uh, all my class trees to have, you know, everything, even though I wouldn't necessarily use them because as we were talking earlier, I really wish that they would offer all class skills and stuff an ability to be either stamina or to scale off or use oh, stamina right. or magicka based on what you would want because heck like it would give me more choice as a player because right now biting jabs is wonderful because it gives you the crit but for survivability i would much rather have puncturing sweep yep but i can't because it's magicka so if i'm if i'm a stamina build it's no use using it i would much rather all class abilities just scale off whatever your highest uh, if you know whatever your highest trait is, whether it's magic or stamina, um, I think that would be amazing. But you know, I don't. I think they said they weren't going to do that, but Ugh. I hope they change their mind because right now they're like, oh, that doesn't create interesting play, and I'm like, well, technically, what you're doing now doesn't create interesting play because when you right. only give one morph, you only have that choice. Like every yeah. every melee Templar takes fighting jabs fighting jabs yeah and actually every magicka templar takes puncturing sweep but there's no choice not really i mean not within the class trees there's some choice on other locations but I, I really think that they're really missing out on a golden opportunity by allowing people to use their class trees with whatever resources their max resource because then it would make builds go do I want the survivability of biting jet or of puncturing sweep, or do I want the the crit of uh, extra crit of yeah, biting, biting jabs? jabs. Because oh, if I'm yeah. running puncturing sweep, I'm going I'm going more 
uh, survivability. Now I could get that that major savagery buff by putting evil hunter on my bar, but that means I'm losing one ability. I would have to make that mental choice to go. I'm using evil hunter for the crit. But that that's a way of making the build right now. There's not as long as I'm using it. What does it matter? Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember back when I was a stamina DPS, all I was using was biting jabs. And I mean, it was like it was to the point where using the other ability is not even a, not even a thought in your mind because you're a stamina. And that, that is kind of an issue. I think it'd be a lot more fun if you'd be able to pick through the abilities like you said to go, oh, OK, do I want more crit or do I want some more healing, some more self healing? And not really be based on the magic or the stamina. It, it, it opens up so many more uh, opportunities, so many more options, and also so many more different builds to be able to be made. Well, one of the abilities that I'm using, Power of the Light, which is, you know, it essentially puts a beam on the enemy, it stores up damage, and then explodes. Well, here's the thing. There would have been two options. Again, the difference between pure DPS and survivability is Power of the Light adds minor fracture which reduces the armor so that's a pure dps the other one uh i I forget if it's purifying light or whatever it is but regardless when it explodes it heals people around it that's a survivability morph you know like yeah yeah definitely but that's magicka right that's a magicka one so if you're stamina you don't go for that even for the survivability because it doesn't hit for crap and it just doesn't work I really feel like they need to change class abilities to to reflect off what you're using. So there's more Um, choice. Yeah, I I agree. I'm with you there. All right. Um, I'm actually also curious what people think about that. So if you're in, you know, send us an email, contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Send us a message, uh, title it for the tales podcast and what you think, because we would love to love to hear your thoughts and might even read it out on the show. Okay, okay. Um, and then, um, on top of that, I've been running dungeons, running lots of dungeons, because I I'm, I love the mercenary motif, so I'm trying to get a nice build-up of, of laurels. I did switch over to Magicka for, like, a day, and then I switched right back. You like, ran DSA Magic, right? I did, I did. Yeah. And after yeah. that, I mean, my DPS was about the same. It actually was just a tad higher. Um, because it doesn't require weaving as heavily like it does, but your weaving attacks do far less damage as a, a, st- a magica. So your DPS from weaving is only like 10 or 15 percent versus the 30 from stamina, because when you're when you're when you're stamina, like I'm doing my stamina bites right now and my attacks are hitting for non-crit somewhere in the high twos to 3Ks, actually over 3K, somewhere in the 3.1 to 3.5K for a non-crit and almost a 6K for a crit. On my on my Magicka build, they were only doing low 2K for non-crit and just a little over 3K for crit. So, uh. like, they were, they're not doing as much. They're, they're only about half as effective. So my damage did go up by like two or three grand without having to weave with the magicka because it, it does, you know, the weaving doesn't require or isn't such a huge portion, but I don't know. I just, I didn't like some of the abilities I was forced to use. The puncturing sweep was amazing. And I would love that ability to be more permanent, 
Like I would love to be able to choose that. Like I would love to use that for vet uh, Maelstrom because that ability is way it, better than it is a savior. Oh, it's amazing. Maelstrom. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you right now, you know, using the, my, my main mechanic was running up whenever I got pulled in, pulled in with a mob, used empowering sweep ultimate on it, which reduces the damage taken to you. And then just spam puncturing sweep, which heals you while you're getting reduced damage taken. And mm -hmm. you don't, you don't die. No, you, <laughs> you don't. don't die. You don't die. You really don't, and it's it's amazing. Like, and that I would love that ability to be stamina, so I could make that choice. Going, all right, I'm gonna do vet DSA or vet uh, Maelstrom, but I need some survivability because right now, like, I'm not overly impressed with Rally anymore. Like, it's an okay heal, but it's just not doing it for me. Not as not as much as that was. I'm hoping that when I get the resolve, that's a little better, but. I, I really think I need to remove Rally from my build and just stick with something else. Yeah, I was going to say the problem is uh, switching it out. Well, since I'm dual wield, I can get the the major the major brutality, which is the 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 extra twenty percent weapon damage from Hidden Blade. I just have to swap to my alternate bar, throw a Hidden Blade every thirty seconds. And then I, I got that without having to use potions. Like, I still use potions. And I My potions are stamina with weapon crit and and uh, the brutality, both of those buffs, so that I have them. But it's I can get that buff from another ability. I don't need to use Rally. Right now, it's the only reason why I use it. And the heal is, is somewhat nice, but it's actually not that much. And I'm wondering if Resolve would be a little better of a heal. I, oh, maybe. Like... I don't know if it is that's great but right now rallies rally's not bad because you can hit it again and get that burst heal but the burst heal is not that overly strong and it it costs a lot of stamina right so I don't know it, it, it and it's it doesn't hold a candle to punch puncturing sweep it just it doesn't puncturing sweep is just so overpowered that it's really no contest um so yeah doing that hey magic templars for the win i <laughs> i i have all this gear and i love stamina i i just like the gameplay of it because i like the ability to be able to dodge more than once <laughs> yeah i know i know it's the... <laughs> hey ha having robust on all of your willpower <laughs> really does help that's funny it's yeah, yeah it's just that was a joke Oh, yeah, I, I don't but know. But it's, it's true, though, in a way. But... Yeah, no, it, it is. And it it's, I don't know. I just, I like, I like the stamina build because of the dodging capabilities. I feel more survivable. I don't, well, I shouldn't say more survivable. I felt more survivable with biting, with biting jabs uh, or puncturing sweep, but not so much with, with um, the current ability. Um I just need something for more heals and I'm hoping that when I get resolve, it actually does a good job. Like looking at the tooltip, I'm not overly impressed with it, but I'm hoping it does a little better than, than what I have now. I would right. much rather have puncturing sweep be available, but you know, whatever it's, it's not. 
And the combat team said they're not changing it because I think someone asked that once upon a time, and they're like, "Yeah, we're." We, well, I was we, gonna, I was gonna ask you if that has been asked before too. It has been, and uh, Eric Robel pretty much said that they have no plans to add more stamina morphs. They want it to be a choice, but I, I don't know. I think, I think they're wrong, um, because they're really not. They're not giving us choice. The only real choice is whether or not we want to be magic or stamina. And once you make yeah, right. that choice, you have it's pretty much it's set for you after that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I just think more abilities would be more useful for the more classes if they, you know, like if you're a tank with more stamina, you could use more things, you know, like they could actually make a survivable tank using biting jabs that they can weave in between there to help regain some health as a Templar, you know? Yeah. It may not hit that hard, but it would it would help. Yeah, but anyway, oh, yeah, definitely. Enough arguing about not arguing or agreeing about things that they pretty much said they're not going to change. Um, I have been dungeons, dungeons, gear, gear. Uh, I got to play with the East again on Saturday. Yay! Hi, and how'd that go? We finally finished Silver Content. Very nice. We are now officially on the gold. I posted a um, a screenshot I, of us on the boat. In all that, yeah, it's pretty, isn't it? Looks like you got the holding hands and. Mm-hmm. We that's on the boat. Um, for anyone who starts in AD, you know, you start on that ship. On the and, prowler. Yeah, and that was us walking up onto the top deck, just looking around. So what made you guys decide to do gold? Well, I know you were talking about maybe going to Craglorn, but well, that we were going to go to Craglorn, um, but Thais really wanted to start silver or gold. Like that was her. I asked her, like I was going to do all of the content and that was my original plan, but she wanted to start gold. And honestly, I mean, it's one of those things where Craglorn and Rothgar, like all these things weren't going anywhere, right? exactly yeah it's how do we want to do it and and i guess i kind of make sense as to why because if you are following the story chronologically all the events that are currently going on in gold happened prior to you know the events of the celestials coming in in um in in craglorn the Imperial City with the, you know, the dissolution of Moleg Moleg Ball's schemes, because, you know, his his final attempt at the the plane meld was thwarted in Imperial City. Kind of saying it's after white uh, silver gold. Yeah. In in terms of a chronological timeline, if you were to look at the events, because the events of of all of these things happened at the same time they're all happening at the same time but if if since we're playing characters or whatnot if you really want to talk about it, you don't really know the length of time but all you know is when you finish the main storyline you haven't finished uh the plane meld the plane meld is still going and that doesn't finish until you finish imperial city that's when right. you finally kick moleg balls bum or moleg balls balls however you want to do it and he's no longer a factor, right? 
So even if you want to think about it in a role play sense, yeah, you could say now I'm just venturing to the other lands, which are still under assault by Moleg, Moleg Ball and all the dark anchors and stuff. So we are going very much timeline. Then after that, we'll probably hit up uh, Craglorn. And then um, she doesn't have Imperial City, but maybe I'll buy her some more crowns so she can get that DLC and uh, she can do the main quest line. I've already done it. Or um, you guys can just do Rothgar so we can talk about it on this darn show already. Well, we can talk about <laughs> no, Rothgar. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in it already. I've just not done the main story. And the, the main story, the, I'm just, the, the ending of the main story is so mind-blowing. I, I, I need someone to talk about it with. I know, I know. <laughs> well, the problem is, Avi, like you and I would talk about it, but we really couldn't talk about it on the show anyway because we wouldn't want to give spoilers that, so that, early. Yeah, yeah, it's I, very, I mean, good point, very good point. I don't mind talking about, like, I'm even still a little... I, I'm still a little leery about talking about the main story. I don't mind so much about side quests. Some people just skip side quests and don't really care. Um, so that's fine. But I still don't like talking about the main storyline, not because it, it's been over a year now. So most people probably who have played it have played it. But people who haven't, it's such a good storyline. Like I wouldn't I, I still don't want to spoil the storyline from Skyrim. And that's uh, yeah, four years old. That's 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 a very good point, and Rothgar definitely has one of those memorable. I mean, just I I won't I won't say anything, but just earlier today I was sitting here thinking about a a character that died in a game, and I and it was like messing with my head how serious her death was to me, and I was like, who is that? Who am I? What game am I thinking of? And I was like, wow, I'm thinking of the Elder Scrolls Online. Like, ah, oh, they 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 do very very well with Rothgar. I it, makes me, it makes me so excited for the future content. Someone was talking to me earlier and we were talking about the game and quest and stuff like that. And someone was saying about Final Fantasy 14 um, and how that storyline was was one of the best in MMOs. And the main storyline is very good. A lot of that is because of cutscenes and stuff that they've added made it very movie like. But I was talking to I think it was Broden from uh, from DCN. We were talking about and I said, here's the thing. I do agree that that the fin- the main story of of Final Fantasy fourteen is good. It is absolutely a fantastic story. But a lot of the side quests are forgettable. Like you you skip through the text. You don't you just don't care, right? Right. Because you know they're just kind of silly. They don't really follow the main story. You're just kind of like, yeah, who really gives a rat's butt? But even the side quests in ESO are fantastic. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and I don't mind spoiling side quests so much because some people don't even care. But I, 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 I will. I, I'm not going to say never, but for the foreseeable future, we will never talk about a main quest line in any DLC. Are are the main quest just because this is an Elder Scrolls game? Like I know people are like, oh, this isn't Bethesda, so does it count? Elder Scrolls Online is canon. Like it is it, canon it, to lore. It, it counts. And it, sure. it it is an Elder Scrolls game. If you're just playing the main storyline, Avi, is it not fantastic? My goodness. The main story, the sideline, side quests. If you're an Elder Scrolls fan, then you'll love this game. The mechanics take a little bit of getting used to, obviously, because it's more of an MMO mechanics. But uh, the quests are so good, and the lore is so good. It, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these quests, I think... Com- easily compete with some of the side quests that you come along in the other Elder Scrolls games. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So yeah, that's well. If we ever did talk about quest, it would be it would be the the side quests. We wouldn't talk about the main storyline because they are so, um, they are so good, and I wouldn't want to spoil them for people because they are so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give uh, Amanda Gray uh, a little shout out again because she just sent me a, a whisper in game about the number of random players who ask her if she is the Amanda that Agelis keeps mentioning last week. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's oh, chatting with awesome. me right now in game, so awesome. I'm actually just going to... Uh, yeah, we, just, we actually just mentioned you on the show right now. <laughs> my, my typing skills <laughs> yes yes it is that amanda that i am talking about so we had our own little argument on twitter about blood for the pack versus king and covenant so i i read that in my in my mind i just thought ha, i have both <laughs> <laughs> well at the very least it's not albemarie dominion so hey, and one of the nice things now is that you can get a character to level 50 pretty easily just grinding and completely avoiding all of the quests and then once that happens that character will pretty much be an in-game vr16 character how do you do so, that sir like seriously i i, I need to know because i mean honestly the grind grinding guides you know online you know i i don't have any the the put out the say specifically but there's so many good ones especially for the dominion and for the covenant because as soon as i went back to ebonheart I was like, oh, man, all of my grind spots are Evanheart's grind spots are awful. Mm. But, but there, there's a there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of good ones. I'll... You should look one up for me. Because yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 pull, I'll pull one up for you. You've seen my character like when I shared my screen with you. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Um, yeah, when I share when I scared the screen, you're like, man, there's a lot of characters that need some love in there. And I was like, where's all the badges? Oh, man. Yeah. All my all my care. I mean, I have seven VR characters. So whenever I look at my list, I see a bunch of badges. So I was yeah. like, you only have one badge. You're like, there's one on the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's like bookends. One at the top yeah, yeah. one at the bottom. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, but I do want to level them up. I just I if I'm not leveling, the thing is, if I'm not leveling my main, I feel like I'm wasting time by not making him more powerful. I probably won't feel as bad about playing alts if they were veteran rank, because then at least I'm earning champion points for my main. But that first 50 levels yeah, is just terrible because I'm I'm essentially wasting time on my main um, because my main is the one I care about. I don't care about alts. I only care about my main. So... I don't know. That that's how I feel. No, it, it definitely does make sense. And yeah, and, I, and I'm like, not saying anything for the alt people. People who like alts, if that's the type of gameplay you want, then it's fun for you. But for me, I only like one character. You know, even if I copy it, it's not me in the game. So I, I feel like I'm, you know, just cheating on my main character essentially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So at, at least when I play my sorcerer alt, my VR two, I have the argument that. Hey, I'm at least earning experience uh, that gives champion points for my main. Yeah, something is still going towards your main character yeah. in the long run. So yeah. it always makes it a little more worth it. Mm-hmm. 
but right now it's uh <laughs> yes um shout out to Amanda Gray again I am uh her homeboy as she just sent me a message a homeboy I'm her homeboy so I I am she's she's my my uh your home girl my home girl I guess I'm pretty yeah. white I don't that sounded weird with me saying that <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I'm, fr- I'm from I'm from uh northern California so it's all right for me to talk like that a little yeah bit. It, it works for you but for me yeah. I'm from like rural <laughs> Pennsylvania and it just kind of feels weird Oh my, yes. So that really has been my week in game. We start, I got to say this though. Um, it is really, really nice because we have been in Bancorai for such a long time. And now Bancorai is a very nice zone. Don't, do not get me wrong. Uh, other than Rivenspire, now I know Rivenspire is kind of ugly, but the storylines in Rivenspire were some of, some of my favorite in Daggerfall. Um, me too. The zone, we're in Canarthi's Roost right now, and I have not been in Canarthi's Roost since the beta. Like, during the, the beta weekends that they were having, we played on Aldmari Dominion because we knew that was a... We didn't want to spoil the story for our mains, which were going to be Ebonheart Pact. So, let's see. Well, um, Dominion we knew was going to be the last step in the in the in the um, the veteran rank progression. yeah the veteran rank train so we figured ah let's do this because we're probably not going to remember it right like because it'll be a long time till we got there obviously like a year later um but canarthy's roost is gorgeous like i isn't love it? that island isn't it oh man canarthy's roost and Oridon are probably two of my favorite places in this game like all honesty the beginning of ad is just so good until you get to Groutwood. And then it, all, then it all falls apart. It all falls apart after that. It, it really does get bad after Grotwood, or at Grotwood. It gets, it gets bad at Grotwood. I'm not a fan of Greenshade or uh, I think it's called Malibal Tor or something. But I do like Reaper's March. So it's kind of like a, the first zone is good. It's the, it's the, book, the book holdings again. The first one's good and the last one's good, but everything in between is kind of eh. Now, see, I didn't really feel that. I thought Bancorai and Daggerfall was one of the weakest. Um, oh, that was for Dominion. Yeah. yeah. Dagger, Dagger, Daggerfall, I like. I mean, personally, I like all of the zones. I it's hard for me to pick Green Shade, or not Green Shade, Glen Umbra was my favorite zone in Daggerfall. You liked Glen Umbra over. Uh... Stormhaven? I didn't care for Stormhaven that much. I mean, the the that's, story that's was where, good. That's but... where that's where I would live if I lived in Tamriel. I'll just say that. I be it would definitely be the, uh, Riften for me, the Riften area. Well, northern section of Riften because I love birch trees and things like that. My new house actually has birch trees, which was part of the reason why I. Um, oh, wanted nice. it. <laughs> it has a stream and birch trees it feels very rifting to me and oh, i was like done let me look let me look at out, out at the ugly city i live in real fast okay. yeah I'll, I'll send you pictures avi once i move into the new place because it's it's very nice i actually um i already planned on putting a network cable like a, a an external network cable on the outside so i can move my pc outside and sit on the porch outside during the nice. summer because it's a covered nice. porch like it's it's a deck 
but it has a cover over top of it and I'm and I have a picnic table out there. I'm just going to I'm I'm going to well, I'm building a new PC probably in the next two years or so anyway. Um, and this one's still good enough to play ESO. So what I'll do is I'll probably just I'll wrap it up and uh, make it my mobile kit and you know right. move it outside. So I don't really care if it gets wet. Oh, well, well. Um, or get a nice higher end laptop and sit outside on that on the porch outside and watch the the stream go by and things like that. So that's that's. Oh yeah. When I was when I was uh going down going down the street to my pop's house to use his computer every once in a while, he has his whole setup in the garage. Mm-hmm. So when you and it's sitting right by a huge sliding door, so you're playing you're pretty much playing outside. Right. At, at a desk and it's just it's oh it's. I love playing, love playing games outside. Yeah, yeah, right. I I can't wait to 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 do that. That is something I'm very much looking forward to. Especially a good fantasy game like Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you, my entire house will kind of be reminiscent of the zones I'm in. Yeah, so right. I'm I'm super excited about all of that, and I I can't wait. Um, plus I'll have good internet finally for like the first time in, in probably six or seven years. Cause I moved into this house five or six years ago and, uh, I've not had good internet since So I'm, I'm very excited as some people may know. Um, I'm just doing all my banking. Yeah. Ooh, I got a pauldrons, uh, Two, um, Malabest the Scourger's pauldrons, which are heavy shoulders that are uh, infused. One of the better enchants. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's always exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can mark that as junk. Um, But yeah, that's I'm I'm very excited about that. And I can't wait to play with uh, Thais again next week. We have been setting aside um, Saturday evenings to to play together. So um, that's that's kind of what we've been what we've been doing of late is Saturday nights after Ezra goes to bed. We I stay up because it's Saturday. I don't have to do anything the next day other than record tales and I get to get to play uh, with my wife. Um Oh, and I also have one more thing I got to mention. I do want to send a big thank you out to so many people in the community. Um, After last week's episode, uh, I got probably seven or eight requests of people, not requests, but offerings of people that when we started Craglorn, that if, you know, like, you know, if you weren't on Avi or whatever, if we needed somebody to stand on a platform that they'd be there, you know, I'd oh, that's Mickey, right. I had you, I had, uh, oh my goodness, I had the, the Dark Wiz in the guild, I had, um, oh, uh, I'm so sorry if I forget all these names, I had so many of them just say, I can do that, uh, Balin, um, so many people, and I, I have all of your names written down on a piece of paper somewhere that I will be messaging people when we get to Craglorn to uh, if I, if you know when we play on Saturday nights in the evening if I if we need a person I'll be like hey and and bring it in but I really do appreciate that all the people who stepped up and were like hey I'll 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 do it for you if you just need someone to stand on I'll be there I'll do the quest that that meant a lot to me so thank you so much for everyone who 
who stepped up and was like, "Hey, we'll we'll do it with you." That's that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I was really excited. We got a we have a very good community. Oh for yeah, sure. absolutely, we do. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I was I was all ecstatic because I just kept getting message after message after message going. I'll do it. I'll be there. I'll do it. So it was it was very nice to to see because you know in a lot of MMOs nowadays like there is so little community um but it's nice to know that at least in ESO especially with with our community that um <laughs> you could have you could have told me that one that that's exciting that's exciting that is exciting Thaise came and sent me a text message, said, we had some poop. Not a lot. I was hoping for the poop of the century, but still had some. And now everyone knows, you know, the baby's pooping habits. Nice job. Well, he's a baby. Uh, we were we were a little over, not not overly concerned because, you know, babies, when, when they're solely breastfed babies, they um, they don't often have a lot of bowel movements for those who are interested in all of this. Um <laughs> But we were getting a little worried because it had been a while since his last one. So it was exciting news because he had a little poop. So, yay. At least we didn't have to take, you know, it's one of those things. Good, like, that's good news. It is good news because we were <laughs> worried, is like, news. is he sick? Should we take him to the doctor? Do we, you know, like th- those things that run through a parent's head. Like, is is this normal? Is this not? Like, you know, it's our, we're first time parents. So. Uh, it, it was it was a little worrisome for us because it had been a while and we were reading up on it and it's like well it does say they can go for a while but this seems like extensive but yay 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 <clears throat> he didn't look like he was sick or anything like that he was he was a happy boy just we were oh. we were concerned as parents going is he sick is he sick I can I I was able to hear his happiness I'm yeah like, that, that's a happy energetic kid right there yeah he's over there here give him here baby. He can, I can show him off to all the people. Are you recording? Well, yes, I'm on video. So if you don't want to be in the video, avoid the video. Oh, I definitely do not. Well, here, here you can see it. For all the people who haven't seen my little milk drinker, if you're watching the video, here he is. Oh, hi. Oh. Hi. Do you want a smile? Do you want a smile? Smile for everybody. Give a smile, baby. This is my my little pride and joy, my little milk drinker. He's so cute. Oh, there's his big smile. Yeah, he's got a big smile. <laughs> uh, he's cute. He's very cute. Uh, he's such a good baby. And he's staring at the orc that's on my screen right now. So <laughs> just trying to get his attention. But yeah, guys, that was our uh, that was our gameplay for <laughs> He's, I'm just watching him on the thing and he's just laughing up a storm. That was our gameplay for this week and um, that was pretty much our show, Avi. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a very good show. It had a lot of news and a, a good a good amount of gameplay for the little bit of gameplay that I did this week. I had a lot of gameplay, so I'm, I was happy. It's always, it's always good. Right. All right. Well, uh, do you want to give a little bit of a shout out to where, you know, where people can find you and that kind of yeah. spiel and then I'll. Yeah, sure thing. So uh, where you can find me, you can find me pretty much everywhere in game on uh, PC and PS4. And I'm very, very active on Twitter. That's at, uh, at Avi Optimal. Uh, I also just wanted to throw out real fast. I wanted to say thanks to everybody who's been uh, sending me messages on the PS4 uh 
I'm sorry if I don't know your actual names or your PS4 names in Costinas. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, offering the offering to craft me a full set of gear and help get me on my feet. And, you know, hearing from you guys, it's it's very nice. So uh, thank you all for the messages and everything. Just wanted to give you all a shout out on the show. And yeah, it was a very good show. I'm excited for the future of ESO. And yeah. Excellent. Oh, I scared the baby. He was watching his mom. And as soon as I said excellent, he's like, where'd that noise come from? Um, yeah, so uh, you can find me in-game at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-S, on the U.S. Mega server. You can find me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S, underscore W-O-F, on the Twitters. You can follow the show on our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. And our Twitter accounts are at DungeonCrawlNet for the whole network and at Tales of Tamriel. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week right here in Tamriel. Have a good night, everybody. The serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway and so Drums of war